a day. <laughs> a week, a month, a year. A period know. of time. <laughs> I'm um, just, yeah, it's been an interesting day. For some reason, it's not been dreary outside. It's been sunny, and then it's been dreary. It's been sunny, and then it's been dreary. And <laughs> considering most people in Washington are supposed to be... Um, Vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D deficient, <laughs> yeah, and um, and controlled by the weather for some reason or another. I kind of feel very controlled by the weather, yo-yoing up and down and <laughs> that kind of thing. So it's been a really weird week. But that being said, I had an interesting, um, by the way, hi, Tanya. How are you? I just always feel like I should say hi because we've invited whoever decides to listen to this into our world. Um, and uh, I wanted to, uh, and I haven't let you say a word since we got started. That's okay. Um Words. You've said words? Okay. Well, sorry. The thing that I wanted to talk about today, I had a thought about, you know, what's the question of the week? And I had a conversation with a lady the other day for about 20 minutes. She was in her 30s. And she was talking about the fact that she'd been single her entire life, never been another man in her life, some serious relationships, but never, you know, pulled the trigger and, and, and decided to move towards having marriage or a family or anything, you know, significant in her view at that point in time. But she was a cheerleader coach at the high school and so she was like and I joked with her that you're a cheer mom just not a mom and she said yeah I kind of feel that way hmm. um one of high school teachers feel that way a lot anyway it was well, what made it interesting was that she um she clearly had uh desires for settling down and, and being a being a uh, married woman and and she had in her own expressions in that and she talked about wanting to be saying? married wanted to have a family those kinds of things and um she talked about one of the difficulties of being 34 and not married which was the field being very very thin you know everyone she knew had already had a failed marriage or, oh. or turned out to be a <laughs> creeper who couldn't get married you know she was having a hard time picking those things out but it led me to ask ask the question just in general you know when is too young you know what, what about getting married young versus getting married old hmm. and um and I thought we'd talk about that because you and I oddly enough I didn't think we were young when we got married I know right I, I think but, people thought we were, but I same way. I did. I felt like we had. I had already um, got an associate's degree in college and after high school, not just like running start these days when they can be done when they're done with high school. You were already uh, to your second school by that time had transferred, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going on missions, we were. Um, so we kind of lived a little and. Yeah, so I'm the same way. I didn't really see us as that young. Yeah, we were. Were we both 21 when we got married? Or were we? Pretty I old? was 20, almost 21. Like we got married in March. By tw by May, I would be 21. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You were 88. Seems 21. like forever ago. Um, it wasn't. But 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 that's the thing that happens okay. to me a lot. Is a lot of times when people are talking to me, they'll say, "So how long have you been married?" And there's oftentimes a lot of surprise that I, I tell them I've been married 31 years, going to 32 years, <laughs> and they're like how in the world did you do that? And I was like, okay, so there's two questions, I guess, that we could talk a little bit about today. First off, might as well, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but is it, when is too young? You know, we were 20, 21. Um, is there a too old? And is there a, um, and how, did, and how do we make it endure? Mm -hmm. um, and why? Uh, that was a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm curious your thoughts because well, okay, I want to go, I want to ask another angle. Is it, is there too young? Okay, so immediately the reaction is, yeah, obviously, obviously yeah. you know, when you're immature and there's a lot of um, teenager stuff still going on or whatever. But what I have said 
is the problem in our society today, at least in my opinion, and according to what I understand the Bible to say, which is our guidelines for our home, you know. Um, I'm listening. That the that the idea of the first time you have sex, the first time you actually are intimate with anyone, that is marriage. That, according to what I read in the Bible, is the joining of two souls, which the Bible kind of makes clear is what um, God intended for the man to leave his father, mother, and cling to his wife. You know, to right. to to have that as the uh, making of one flesh. So. I've told my kids often if they would just count, you know, if they would teach that to their friends that however many times they've slept with someone in high school, that's as many times as they've been married. I mean, in reality, that's true. So the problem is in our society is, oh, they're too young. They're too young. Well, it doesn't seem as if we're saying they're too young to have sex. We're saying they're too young to make a commitment, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand that because that's my definition of marriage is different than what they're saying. So what I would say to my children if they asked is, well, whenever you think you're going to be able to take on that responsibility for the consequences that come from an intimate relationship, then obviously you must be okay with making a long-term commitment to that person as well. So, okay, so... You know, by, way back when, when people would um, make arranged marriages, there's some societies that would have their quote coming out at like 12 years old yeah, because really, they really were ready to have, society. yeah, because they would have um, uh, the the woman was ready to have babies or responsibilities for home. I mean, that's obviously we saw those as primitive societies sometimes, but we have the um, example of we were just talking about and paying attention to this new movie that just came out unplanned um she was talking about that in their clinic and it's a planned parenthood clinic where they uh take care of people and give them um contraceptives sorry for some reason my uh my bible study thing just said to turn okay. itself on Go ahead. <laughs> when they give their um patients that come into that clinic contraceptives they can give them as early as whenever it sounds like, and including without parental um, uh, permission. So that's what's scary. But the youngest they had had in that clinic for an actual abortion was 10 years old. So that's in our society. That's our current society from the sound of it since Planned Parenthood, which, you know, 76 or something like that when it was established. I, Three. I don't get that. So why are we so anti-commitment, anti-responsible? sexual behavior um versus you know we're okay with let's let's take care of them let's help them not have these situations okay so so i was taught in a home that was a loving home that also was a young married my mother was 17 when they got married she had already been though here's the here's the um the truth whatever the, the real situation for her was cool because she had already graduated. She graduated early, so she was, I mean, young. Your mom was 16 or something. 18 when she got married, right? No, 17. I just said oh, that. Oh, she was 18. I'm sorry. I just... I heard you. I didn't hear you. <laughs> um, and then, so she was 16 when she graduated. She had already moved to St. Louis and worked outside the home, had her own apartment with some friends for six months or so before she got married. So in reality, she had already also lived a pretty, you know, a single by herself life before she was 17, but yet was able to get married and 
so therefore going to a pure relationship and and therefore not also have a child until they were 19 or so I think when, she, when I was born so all I'm trying to say is that it, it wasn't so taboo back when there was more of a Christian worldview in our country to get married a little earlier because you wanted to let that be your first intimate experience so the problem with our society now is that somehow isn't acquainted with that kind of lifestyle so all I'm going to say is that's where you and I, I feel like, began and why we didn't think we were that young. Well, the the big trends in our society have been, you know, that we should live a little, you know, before we make big decisions yeah, you know, at the right age. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Live a lot a of modern uh, thought has been that, you know, the right age to marry is about, you know, uh, if you if you wait till beyond your 30s, the likelihood of divorce is higher. If you get married too young, there's that, you know, I was too young to get married thing. So the ideal thing is somewhere in your mid-20s, which technically means we were on the young side of that, but we, we kind of fit that, you know, but we didn't just get married young. We got married fast. Um, <laughs> we, we met 10 months, 10 weeks later, I asked you to marry me and less than six months later we were married and you were not pregnant. Um, no. And no. so, which people were like, why are you in a hurry? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the thing that gets me is everyone's stunned by the um, by, the idea that we would marry young and that we would marry quick. Not have long engagements. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, so for me, I think the question for us isn't about, okay, let me just put another thing out there. I was watching a video earlier and they asked me some questions to see which video I should watch. It was about relationships and stuff. I was curious what was on the, uh, just trying to do a little research on it because I had read somewhere recently that, excuse me, statistics are beginning to bear out that, um, younger marriages have better longevity rates than older marriages, the people who get married older. Hmm, and so I was wanting to see if I could find the statistics to back up what I'd heard, and I couldn't remember the site, the source. So I wound up looking at a video, um, and they said, there's videos about relationships, and I don't remember the name of it now, but they asked me some questions, but the first question they asked me was, what are you looking for in a partner, a soulmate, or a friend with benefits? And I was like, hmm. Those are the answers. The only those are not even the, those are the only answers. Yeah. And, and so you know, because to me, that's not. And neither one of those are really. How are we married thirty years? <laughs> because I'm a friend of yours with benefits. <laughs> or because you're my soul. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm a good benefit. I'm sure. <laughs> But I'm, but I'm neither that, and, and as a soulmate, I think a soulmate is something you become, not something you start yeah, out as. Exactly. Well, okay, so one of the tricks that is, is that, we've talked about this with our kids before, is your way of looking at it or thinking about it. If you're, quote, looking for your soulmate, most of the time you're a little deceived on what you're actually looking for. Well, how do like you know you at 21 you years old who your soulmate is? <laughs> exactly. And what does that mean? Because again, what, from what our understanding, since our foundation is from a biblical viewpoint, which is a foundation for what's best in life, <laughs> would be that you're looking for someone to love, to love, love being an action word, not um, a some sort of, uh, is it the word ethereal or whatever, out there connection that all of a sudden I have with this person now and look at me, this must mean it's love. <laughs> well, everything, Defined or everything in movies and televisions and culture says, you know, you're looking for a feeling, which that's what sex is for. There's a feeling. There's a feeling there. And if you're, you know, and, engagement, and, it, and for the record, you know, it's so you don't have a clue how to even accomplish that properly in the beginning. <laughs> um, the, uh, 
the connection. The thing the is, soul to me, connection. is what's the right question? The soul yeah. is 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 is. What is marriage as an institution? What is marriage? Why does it exist? You and I didn't get into marriage because we believed we were soulmates. We got into marriage for a couple of reasons, and one of them was mm -hmm. we shared a common goal. We shared. We had a common mission that we were involved in. We did. Did we get a little gaga in the early stages? Sure, we did because well, what of that. I was going to say you know, was. And I'm, and I'm so beautiful, and you were just a drawn to that. Absolutely, that's okay. <laughs> so what I was going to say was the whole point was that's why we met because of our mutual calling, kind of our mutual um, interests. If you're yeah, that's in the actually world, we were doing something that seen. separately, which brought us together. Right. That was common. But in reality, we married because, like the Bible says, we couldn't control ourselves. We wanted to be together intimately because we had those connections, because we had those common grounds that brought us together then caused us to have some attraction to each other so we had that sort of um uh, what would be the word physical or um well sensual connection that's fine the natural progression of that because god has ordained for men and women to be drawn together in that way mm -hmm. would be a sexual expression well we knew the safe context of that according to what we understood as the foundation that we were living by, which is the Bible, each one of us separately, but now also together, would be that the safe place for that is in the mar is a marriage, and that means that first of all we're making a commitment um, to to the long relationship. Um, number two, that we're making a commitment for that to be the safe place, so that we can build trust, so that we can have uh, beginnings of a. a relationship that can grow from that that we can learn about love right. like you were saying we're also just... coming from a different worldview you know the modern worldview is you know try it before you buy it so move in together <laughs> sleep together you know we believe that's um that our sexual expression is the only thing that's difference between being a friend right. and being exactly. um being something more more um i want to say sacred but i think there's another word that we could use even more uh, being more more um secure oh, yeah. um, i think marriage creates a security structure that allows for a man and to woman to be together to build that trust to, to you know it's it's a boundary that we need especially when we're newly married mm -hmm. um, because if if it's difficult to get away from a problem most kids today especially run away from problems right. real easily yeah. and so if it's really if it's easy in easy out kind of situation then there's really no difference between that and living together so why not live together and I think our culture has kind of said well just why would we bother we'll see if we can do it mm -hmm. and so as a result I think it leaves a lot of people scarred because I think we also undervalue the um, the importance of or the role that sexuality plays in making an imprint on the human mind. Exactly what I was trying to say about high school um, yeah. experiences. If you've had those kind, then you know, probably anyone that's listening to this knows the imprint it makes on you that you can't get away from. Well, goodness gracious, if you never forget your first kiss, yeah, right? Well, hello. <laughs> Probably um, your first encounter, yes. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, according to what I understand to be God's best for us, mm -hmm. is that he ordained that to be a secure place, like you said. That that was the idea of the commitment, was that that expression committed you and gave you a safe um partner in the sense that 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 was what glued you together it's what bonded you it's what make makes you um have this partner that says i've got the same commitment level you do so yeah, yeah when you quote live together like in our society it, it belittles all of it. it it causes all of it to not be 
the way it ought to be so that you can I think like you were just saying if you can run away from something easily say say you've got a job that they say come on, we'll try you out or you can try us out or whatever and and they're it tends to be, you know, one, like the second day you're there, it's a really difficult day. I mean, it's the hardest, maybe the hardest lifting you've ever done or the hardest brain, whatever, you know, challenge you've ever done. You're likely going to say, yeah, never mind, because I just couldn't make it through that. Unless you've been given this job and said, I believe you can do it. Let's get through this. That's probably a bad illustration. But the idea of <laughs> something okay, being difficult to get through mm -hmm. is that if you've got a boundary that's safe, you're going to likely push through that easier well, than if you think you can run away from it. No one wants pain. No one wants well, difficulty. Well, marriage and marriage provides the, the institution of marriage provides that um, a verbal and sacred or a contractual structure around you yeah. that is in in writing or in in vows but what makes so that leads kind of the next question well first question is when's too young uh, my yeah. thoughts on that is i don't care if you're thir uh, 30 <laughs> 30 or um 20 or no i was gonna say 13. um that would <laughs> be yeah um i don't care if you're 30 or, or 20 well, i just got backwards instead of <laughs> um i think it's if you're older it's harder because you already mm -hmm. established norms and now you've got to break those down right. and start over and figure out how to live with a human and you've got all of these baggage because you yeah. accumulate a lot of baggage in your 20s because you make a lot of dumb decisions in your 20s <laughs> yeah. good smart decisions in your 20s right. um and the well, good thing is know. is you and i've made a lot of good smart decisions but we did them together so mm -hmm. i think if you're younger you do that together so you more begin to form into that soulmate we were mm -hmm. talking about as mm -hmm. you're doing that younger um but there's there's so because I don't think the age matters. I think there's something, uh, the age does matter a little bit, but I do think there's something greater than that. And even purpose, you know, you and I were missionaries. We were going to do Jesus stuff together for our entire lives. And we are, but that's not what's kept us together. Mission and right. calling alone hasn't <laughs> been it. And, and the, it when helped. people generally are really good at asking me this question when we have this conversation, they'll say, well, how have you done it? How have you stayed together for 31 years? So mm -hmm. young or old, how does it endure? And um, I have some questions. I have some things I answer. So but I, so I'm going to just throw <laughs> it to you first and say, what do you think keeps us together? And I mean, besides common calling and besides it, because those things are important. And sometimes we have to fall back on that in worse moments. But what yeah. keeps us going? What are some things okay, you leaned question. on when you were young and I was an idiot? <laughs> or old and I'm an idiot? Well, okay. I'm one that's really wired though to do things right so honestly i would say my first thing is i feel like divorce is the is wrong in the sense that it's it not the makes right a out. lot of pain yeah. yeah creates more pain than it's worth and there's there's reputation involved when you and i chose to be in the ministry there's things that come with that if you're a divorcee or if you walk away from a situation like that if you know from a commitment you made so i'm also a person of commitment i'm not very good at in fact, I've told my kids a billion times and people have asked me the things, tell them I'm not going to come up front and say I'm going to do that until I've decided I'm going to see it through. Mm -hmm. So that's I'm wired a little bit that way. On the other hand, I was also, again, built, brought up to understand that biblical principles are best. They're, they're what God's best for us might be. So to me, God's best is this commitment that you make that you let him see you through. So... A lot of it for me was was crawling into prayer or, or 
crying out to, I'm struggling here, but I, because there was plenty of struggle, plenty of adjustment, plenty of um, not feeling like you knew who I was. I still, you know, we still struggle like that and, and never feeling like you can understand what, what selflessness is or how you, um, how you help that person know about your needs and then meet theirs. You know, those kinds of things that are regular relationship stuff. And I honestly think a lot of times, um, I believe we have an enemy that wants to tear us apart when we're, when we're standing up for what we feel like is right when it comes to God's view, marriage. There's also a lot of that that comes against you, you know, to yeah. try to fight it. So, I mean, to try to rip it apart. So one thing, though, that I was read, reading today in Mark chapter 10 um, the Pharisees asked Jesus, so is it okay to um, uh, divorce, you know, for, isn't it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? <laughs> and Jesus said, well, what did he, Moses tell you or command you? They said, Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. Jesus said to them, because of your hardness of heart, he wrote this commandment. So I'm thinking, you know, bottom line is I've learned a lot about about giving up the things that control me or that I want control of or that I want and think are are going to please me or whatever it might be I've learned a lot from being in a relationship that has to give and has to it has to care and it has to be you know trying to understand someone else so I think running away would have been an easier way but yeah. not better well, it's interesting because you say you're you're wired um, more around rules, and you know, and I think what I hear overall is, so if I'm hearing you right, you're saying, I didn't see an out, so I'm stuck with this dude because I committed <laughs> to him, which I could take as a compliment Kinda, yeah. <laughs> or as an area I need to develop on because I don't want to be stuck. I don't want you stuck with me, but um, but the other thing is, is it led you to um, to to look for reasons to adapt and look at your own self and see where you could be a better right. spouse. That's right. I am find it funny because it shows how we're different too because <laughs> I'm I shared that too. Um, I also would look to the scripture or to my own self meditation, but I also and I tell a lot of people this said surround yourself with people. So that's where I think we're different <laughs> in that I'm yeah. more driven by people, but surround yourself with people who believe in marriage and haven't quit. Right. Um, so I sometimes need someone who hasn't quit to tell me that I'm being an idiot if I want to quit. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, I would say that honestly my own core belief is what we've talked about, which is we don't have an out. We share that, mm -hmm. you know, um, and and that's, that's a driving point. But to be encouraged in that shared belief comes from your personal study. It comes from also being around people who just haven't quit. Yeah. I, I don't look for the marriages that give me a reason. I think we want to continue to try and dumb down the pain that's going to come from separating or whatever by, you know, making, finding people who survive yeah, or whatever. Right, right. And I'm going, yeah, but the damage it does to your children. And okay, that's what I we was We got way say. too many. I mean, we have mm -hmm. a community, not a child, uh, not children. We have a, <laughs> we, have, we call ourselves Sawyer Clan for a reason. Yeah. You know, there's seven, eight lives that um, look Perfect. to us as an example. And I think part and, of being a grown up yeah. is saying, you know what, sometimes life sucks. Sometimes you feel like your spouse or maybe you suck because you can't figure out how to get yourself together for your relationship. But 
there's other people and other things both so i guess to me is the looking to people who've made it but also remembering that you are also someone that someone's looking to that's making it yeah and that is you know an adult that's heavy and i think for me am i preaching too much i i just it's just important to me you know I, i'm no i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead no, for that's you fine i think i agree i think for me as a young mom that was heavily important but it wasn't even as much that they were seeing that as they would have been uprooted. I felt like the, the children in our homes are super affected, even if, we, like you're saying, we could justify it, we can see people who come through divorced families and, and make it okay, even in their own selves resolve to do differently, that the home is broken. It breaks up a lot of... Well, um, trust. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, well, it, it causes a lot of brokenness, I guess that's what I was going to say. Well, and that's, I didn't want my children to experience... First of all, you're their father. And to me, that's a heavy statement of you have just as much invested in them as I do as far as their lives, their shaping, their who who they're going to be. But more than that, how they're going to <laughs> sense love and, and know, yeah. understand, understand that someone cares about them. So that was important to me. <laughs> Besides just the plain old fact that I couldn't have done it by myself right. or or I wouldn't have wanted you to do it by yourself because if I would have run away and left them with you, my gut would have been wrenched. There's no way I could have lived with that. So so love, number one, does really cover a multitude of sin. You know, It does cover a lot of the struggle because you get through it. Then you, you also hold on to the really great moments. There are really great moments. And if those are even few and far between, those are what gets you through the more difficult times to the new other really great moments. And some of those are just, thank you, Mom and Dad, for making it. Yeah. Thank you for getting this far. Thank you for caring enough, you know, to, to make those sacrifices. I'm, I'm picturing myself in the middle of a giving birth to one of our children, thinking, you know, <laughs> that's a commitment. Yeah, that's a quick And you can't stop in the middle. You no. don't stop in the middle. You see through no matter how much pain you're in, no matter how much struggle you're having at that moment, you know this end is going to be okay if you can get there. Yeah. So you make it. Well, that's, you know, it's not true for every situation, but that's true for a lot of painful struggle in any in, in given circumstance. And in marriage, I think that's somewhat what the goal is. I can get through this because over here like like it said about jesus he he could get through enduring the cross for the for the joy that was set before him so up here it's going to be better you know over here i don't know i think that's a good point so i think people help us and i'm i'm I've already i've said something in my head i should probably say out loud <laughs> what helps us to get through the difficult times um and what you said was what I heard you say was I can see the other side when yeah, having a child right. I can't you know understand I can comprehend <laughs> I don't I've never had a baby I've faced difficulty and the only thing yeah. that gets us through it is the possibility or the knowledge or the hope that there's relief ahead mm -hmm. um, we've never fought long pause we've we've never, we've fought a lot especially early on and we still you know i think your most common expression with me sometimes is a furrowed brow of confusion so we've had a um you know which i've grown to see as just a loving expression from you exactly. over the years um 
but we we we've always finished and come out the other side with grace and forgiveness and hope and belief that we're just two humans struggling together to get to the end of the race and I think our children have seen that and that's why I think most of our children at some point or other said no you guys fight but we never worry that you're going to get divorced but here's the thing here's the thing I don't know that that's unique to us I think that every child doesn't think it's going to happen to them until it does and so a we should stay on guard Mm because anybody can be poisoned Mm -hmm. b um what does that say about those children who suddenly wake up one day and surprised to find out that they're believe they believed a lie um it's just sad to me it is is first of all it breaks down belief it breaks down hope trust is destroyed and And one of our children is someone we took in from a broken situation and we, yeah. that's the biggest thing we work with with them is trust and belief that things are going to be okay. And those that's hard just for the normal human. I mean, all of our our kids and us struggle with trust itself. I mean, trust is something I think lifelong yeah. goals of believing God, believing for the best, believing that, you know, that there's someone that is constant and going to pick you up when you fall down. You know, but I want to go back to early marriage thing we, we were talking about. When's it? When's it too early yeah. to get married to late about getting married? Yeah. I I have in my thoughts and in my mind two different scenarios. Uh, two examples I can think of of ones who were married later and really struggled, really didn't hardly make it. They're they're making it still, but it was a real hard a struggle for them to adjust to that. And then I think of one who, they weren't even Christians when they were married. They were married very young, and they're making it great. And in reality, right now, seem to be doing probably better than a lot of marriages I've seen. And my goodness, they're probably married almost as long as we have, and they're about 10 years younger than us. So <laughs> they were married very young. Hmm. Um, so I think, I, I don't know that it's about uh, age. It's, it's about commitment. It's about what you're willing to go through but I do think the later in life probably the more difficult like you're saying adjustment yeah and and the bonding I think the bonding is what's difficult for some reason we can't get a handle on what that bonding means but we've seen also another trick that I believe that we've seen played out um, too many times is that uh, the both the husband and wife no matter how old they are probably need to move away from parents Specifically, the man we've seen that the most. <laughs> we can't get our kids to leave. In order so. to, well, the man, the guy, yeah. in order to bond with his wife, because they've got to learn to co- not codependent, oh, but depend mean. on each other, mm-hmm, sure. and to see each other as that bonding uh, forms as as their companion, as their one they're building that with. You know, a lot yeah. of times if they they can't separate out there, especially the man seems to be that um a difficulty to break away and the bible's really clear the man should leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife so that's probably why that instruction specifically to the man because that a lot of times has from what we've seen been a solid foundation for a marriage too so 
at any age, maybe those are some things that someone could think about. And that was well, true for us. We so you're saying we needed to immediate. and we did we needed to get away. And my dad died um, really shortly into our marriage, so but we I were had already to, living away. Yeah, we were already me. living away. But I, I I still remember the um, sense of a little bit of panic. Not panic. That's not the right word. A little bit of sense of loss. Not just because I'd lost my father, but because I had lost my um, my uh, like your advisor, my lifeline, my advisor. Yeah, my life. Um, and so. As a result of that, that was difficult, um, and uh, and then you know, as and, a woman, but so I had to learn how to be a man. I had to learn how to grow up and, and take yeah. on things, and and that was good for me. Um, it was, uh, yeah. So Probably necessary. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was necessary. I think. But I would attribute that to some of longevity because you and I had to kind of struggle together. We really didn't have anyone to. I was able to call my mom and let her pray with me, let her cry with me a little, and you know, some of the struggles I was just normally experiencing from being away from home as right, well as just right, being right, newly right. married it was tender for her to be there and yet not really advocate for either one of us or be in the middle of our marriage just to hear and and be be kind toward me um compassionate in the situation but she kind of related to it as well because she had the same sort of situation really you know early married struggling a little bit and needing needing some uh support but but you don't really want to take that away. You want them to struggle because the struggle is actually good. And, right. and just like we understand um, in life, the, the more we heard this the other day, I don't remember who it was. It feels like it was a speaker I was listening to or something talking about pain and how there's really no growth without pain. Yeah. I mean, it's true when you're working out in the gym, it's true just about anything. You've got to, you know, build a house, whatever. There's always there's pain involved in just about anything that takes you forward. So I think those are things to to know, no matter what age that they might choose to consider getting married. Right. There's going to be a struggle. There's going to be pain. There's going to be some adjustment. So I don't know. I, I and I, but I think it's worth it. And I think that's one of the gifts that God gives us is to struggle with someone in life as opposed to... That's, and that's huge. Alone. I think that the biggest thing is if we can understand that marriage is given to us as a place to help reveal our own deficiencies and our own character. I say this to people a lot too. It yeah. reveals who you really are because now you've got someone safe who's going to cause the most havoc, <laughs> havoc in your heart um, where you yeah. have to look at the problems in your heart and have to deal with you. That we, when we blame one another for things and we take up and don't take responsibility for our own responses, that's when marriages begin to disintegrate, yeah. to disintegrate. And we need exactly our right. own devotionals and we need um, our own self reflection devotional time. And we also need community around us, people around us who have believe in it and say, you know what, maybe you're the problem. Now, another conversation for another time is sometimes you're not the problem. Sometimes you actually do have a defective spouse. I mean, we all have defective spouses. I was going to say. But I mean, a abnormally broken there's situation and, definitely and we times, have in our own relationships have to deal with that we've yeah, had some, there's times some when there's intervention struggle. necessary so. but but still the same is true you have to struggle with your own self you right. cannot fix this person even if their problems are too big for you to, to deal with but um that's why i think that passage that i just read was so enlightening to me it's mm -hmm. because of the hardness of your own heart yeah so if if you can give up the hardness of your heart just about any marriage can make it. Right. it. We all need help. We all need people, like you said, around us. We all need support systems that will encourage us toward our spouse rather than away from them right. or toward help, you know, whatever that kind of thing that you're um, needing to grow through. 
But it's because of our own hardness of heart that we would go and try to separate that, I think, yeah. that God has put together. But so, yeah, we, we just, it's, it really is, goes all the way back to what I said at the beginning for me, which is don't ask the wrong questions. Why get married? <laughs> well, you don't get married because you um, want that soulmate. You get, or you get married because you found the soulmate. You get married to make a soulmate. And you're the soul that needs to be f shaped up to be mm -hmm. a good mate for the other soul. And I think more and more, I mean, I can't imagine life without you. And I can't imagine a positive life. I can't imagine trying to reorient my life to thinking about what it would yeah. be like to try and even think about sad. another person. You know? <laughs> I think to some degree that's why the um, scriptures admonish younger women if they're widowed to go ahead and find someone. But if they're older and they're satisfied, just keep on, keep it on, you know, then if they lose a spouse and uh, mm -hmm. to, to widowhood. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I just, really I, we need to wrap this up because we're now hitting that time of day where our kids are calling and people are wanting to, to <laughs> us to come because we still have those household responsibilities and people were trying to sp uh, raise, we sired, siring's over with, raising. Mm -hmm. um, so it might be worth it for us to talk about sometime though, the things we feel like we have learned, like the ways our um, personalities have been extremely opposite. Some of the tests we've taken and stuff that show that, that we've had a real we've had probably more of a struggle than some because <laughs> we're both first children we're both um extremes oh goodness and we've we've skipped a lot of things like of... we read a lot of things out loud together when we traveled yeah. we read a lot of things out loud together which helped us um, counsel which was great and some was of like that yeah, and some of that was just people who were married and, and told the stories about being married in a very funny way which we probably could stand to tell a few stories that way <laughs> we um we did take we, we made sure that we spent time together at least on a weekly basis because we understood if it went too long without us having just a conversation we'd lose touch with each other mm -hmm. um connected we try not to just talk about our family stuff but yeah, like I said, it's a whole other podcast. We yeah. could just go on and say, hey, here's some specific things we did, but we didn't get to that because we just get onto the principles because that's what we're good at. Yeah, um, so anyway, that's that's all we got for this week. We'll just pick up another subject or continue this one next time we sit down. <laughs> hey, that was fun. Thanks for sitting down with me on a hectic, hectic day and yeah. spending 20 minutes or so. So, love you. Bye.